Okay, so Radio with your family. My name is Ethan and I'm trying to dog Malo. And he's here from an event called Design Joburg. But before we talk about that, let's talk about you. So tell me a bit about yourself. I'm an interior designer. So my name is Donald Ngumalo and I own Donald Ngumalo Interiors, which I started in Pretoria when I was 21. And so I was in varsity. I was doing my fourth year of varsity. And my parents said to me one day, listen, Donald, we cannot afford to pay for your fees anymore. You're going to have to make a plan. And then that's how I began uh, just doing work on the side, which then became full-time work and soon realizing that I had a business. So you were doing this while you were studying? Yeah. Were you studying interior design? I was studying interior design at Tswane University of Technology, TUT, at the arts campus in CBD. So that's when I basically was pushed into working for myself and not obviously going out and finding a job and doing it uh, that way. I started my business by necessity. So let's talk about the life of someone who is studying the career that they're already working in. Did you ever feel like, what is it called, imposter syndrome? Have you ever heard of that? That idea like, oh, I'm not ready for this yet, but I'm doing it and people are trusting me to do it, but... I'm not ready. Did you feel any of that? As a student. As a student, yeah, right at the beginning. You know, I'd always been, I think as a child, I was always attracted to beautiful things. And whether it's a beautiful dress, beautiful teacup, beautiful plate, (laughs) beautiful curtain, beautiful anything. So I knew I would be in the space of beautiful things. So you had the eye for it. Yeah, and so I think because of television, and I must give credit here, is that there was a show called Extreme Makeovers Home Edition. And that's where I saw that the career like this exists and... The process of it involves people and the product which you give back to the client makes the client happy. So I was watching TV and seeing all these beautiful makeovers and I was attracted to that whole process, the mess of it, the loudness. But at the end, after all this chaotic process, you have a beautiful interior and people were happy. And so while studying, I never for a second thought I didn't belong there. I knew that it felt right. I mean, I could have been failing some subjects, but I wasn't at all feel like I wasn't meant to be there. I knew I needed, I wanted to be there since I was 16. Okay, okay. Mm. So what does a typical interior design job entail? Like, What do you actually do? That word itself isn't typical. <laughs> you know, right, there isn't right. there isn't a typical job. I know, I, I mean, I'm involved in projects like guest lodges, these boutique hotels, these embassies, which require huge amounts of confidentiality, access controls, working for the government to access controls, like there's differences in how you execute the job. But I find that the processes could be somewhat similar. A baby's room I've done right after coming from doing work for an ambassador, an entire 12-bedroom home. So yeah. like, <laughs> yes, like yeah, yeah. yes, and then I, I've just recently completed a store. Okay. And then I'm doing a restaurant. And then next week, I'll probably be doing a 12-year-old's bedroom. You know, there's differences every day. No job is ever the same. So I wouldn't say typical. Of course, you meet with the client, you get the client's buy-in, you present your work, the client pays your deposit, you deliver the work. So the process can be... Yeah, there is sim- a process. Obviously. Yeah, there is a process, some methodology. Right. But the day-to-day is never the same, never. So then let's talk about some of the most recent jobs that you can Yes. Do, that you don't have 
on disclosure agreements. Okay, cool. Okay, sure, okay, sure, cool. sure. So what, tell me about one of the ones you're really proud of and kind of describe. Oh, what, yes. What on Saturday, I handed over a store for a Mozambican designer. His name is Taibo Baka at Hyde Park Corner. And just the process of creating with another creative who's a fashion designer. Right. So right. he's a fashion designer. He comes to me and says, Donald, give me something beautiful. We sit down and then create a beautiful concept, uh, taking inspiration from his home in Mozambique and the old towns of Mozambique, the beautiful terrazzo floors, the beautiful arches you find there. And just what his inspiration is, the hardness of what being a male designer can be versus the beautiful feminine product that he produces. So the the interior of the project is you have a midnight blue exterior and then but the inside of the merchandising is pink. And that represents him as a male and but his inside and what he, he gives has an overwhelmingly feminine appeal. So just creating something with somebody else and getting into his head and executing it the way that you'd expect was quite interesting. And the store looks superb. It's amazing. And it's always a joy to walk in there from when it was dusty to when I handed it over. I think it's something I'm truly proud of. That's one. So I'm proud of working with African designers to create an aesthetic that we both agree on. And we both agree that it's African, modern and it's not imposed on us. We created it. It must be kind of surreal walking into a space that you designed, like it was a, whatever, a couple of weeks or months ago, just the concept in your head. Yes. And then actually walking into the like, physical space. Yes. What's more surreal for me is walking into a space and I see the different people working. I see the tiler doing his work. I see the painter doing his work, the ceiling guy, the lighting, the electrician. The I see the wallpaper man installing. I see people hanging beautiful dresses. So there's people at every single thing you look at, somebody, a hand is being behind that and so that's concept that I've come up with is able to produce and give work to so many people that's I sometimes stand back and I go wow I mean there could be up to a hundred people on site on something that I've created that I think is something I mean I go to sleep at night and thinking this is actually amazing I love that about my job yeah like you get to employ people yes and you know of course the end product is this beautiful interior that of course I look at and I'm proud of and the client is happy and somebody who's a client walks in there and gets a visual experience but there's music playing there's beautiful candles burning so it's a whole sensory experience I enjoy that Okay. What does your house look like? My house, uh, you, you know, like the builder, his house is never finished, but mine actually is. <laughs> I I took some time last year. I mean, I, after going through <laughs> burnout, I thought to myself, you know, I do all these beautiful homes and I give so much to my clients. What would my home look like? And I found that I didn't even know what my favorite color was. Wow. You know, so part of my own therapy was going through each room in my house and making it as I wanted it and not what it is. Because some of it can be, oh, the, the chair. If anybody's in a dress and they'll recognize this, the chair that the client didn't want, the wallpaper that was rejected uh, from right. like, Oh, that vase that the client said, take it away. But this, I took the time to actually create a space that reflected me. And I'm most proud of that. Yeah. So now I can come home and it reflects me. Okay. So yeah. let's just do a visual, a mental picture. Yeah, yeah. very comfortable. Well, well, so I live in an apartment, uh, a two-bedroom apartment, and purposely so because in my kind of career and having a furniture showroom would be most likely to be a hoarder. Right. right. So you <laughs> so like, yeah. So I forced myself to live and literally living with the bare necessities. Mm. So I've got a beautiful sofa, feathered, so it's quite comfortable. It's in a blue denim color. 
and I have one occasional chair for a guest because I don't like to entertain at my own home. I like to have it as a sacred space. Right, I've got right. I've got a coffee table uh, full of candles. I light my candles every day. I like my diffusers every day. I like to be in a space that smells divine. So it's the couch and a TV on an easel. If that's, we are, yeah, yeah, it that's is. unique. Yeah, no, I love, I love, I love having my TV. And everywhere that walks in goes, wow, we like your TV. I've got beautiful artwork. I've got artwork. There's some artists that I really love, like Banele Cosa. I've got that. I've got Nick Walsh hanging over my couch, my sofa. I've got, oh my goodness, some art that I've collected when I was in New York. I've got some objects where I've collected when I was in Brazil. So all these things and being handmade is something that I am particularly drawn to. So my space is my treasures. Yeah, it's mm. all the things you hold most dear. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to finally talk about Design Joburg. What is Design Joburg? So Design Joburg is a showcase of the top designers in South Africa coming together to collaborate with different product makers on a platform that you're given. And you basically get a flooring guy, wallpaper guy and everybody. And you work as a designer, you come up with a concept and you put together a magnificent room. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and so you then go. What somebody can look forward to is like walking through the Santon Convention Center and seeing all these beautiful curated spaces, and actually get to interact with suppliers. And you're able to see those products in context. So if it's a lounge, a bedroom, a boudoir, you know, any any of that, you'll be able to see how it all correlates to in that setting. What's different about it is, you know, you go to some other expos and it's just floor like flooring hanging on the wall or curtains hanging on you know with pins in this case the curtain the fabric is made into a curtain the floor is on the floor the bed and it's laid like you actually can actually visualize what it's actually going to be over and above that you're able to pick your own favorite designer if you are confused about who to go to you're able to interact with them I mean, they're there for three days. Interact with them and then get to see what their palette is, what their style is, and what sort of product makers they associate with or collaborate with. And yeah, you'll have a clear idea. So who do you think would be the kind of person who'd want to attend this? I think anybody can attend this. People who are looking for inspiration for your future project or a current project. If you're looking to see what new trends are, what these forward-thinking designers, interior designers, like literally the best of the interior designers in South Africa are going to be there. Looking at what the trail of thought is, what the trends are, the people. So somebody who's got some time out to invest in just keeping themselves up to breast with interior design in South Africa and the trends abroad okay awesome so when is the event happening the 24th to the 26th of may okay cool and yeah. then yeah. which one i think you mentioned it right but where where is the event gonna oh, it's at the Santon convention, convention center okay cool so i've got it over here if you also want to get more information about this you can contact the people who are running this 087-470-0591 that's the cell phone number Otherwise, you could also email margie.peters at media-10.co.za or sandra.barrow at media-10.co.za. But basically, just go to designjoburg.com. It's probably the easiest place to get all the information you need. If you want to style your house, if you have a business that you want to spruce up and you don't know what you want to do with it, you can see some of the best people in the entire country in one place. So definitely check that out. This is Gay Sorede. I'm chatting to Dal Numalo. I'm Gay Sorede. We're your family.